welcome everyone to a brand new year. Happy new year to everyone who's watched and listened to this and a brand new season of Dead Men Talk. And I've been chomping at the bit to get back to this, not just because I've given myself the longest break I have since I started podcasting. I actually managed to do six weeks, which was lovely. But when I knew how I was going to open this season up, I, uh, I've been really, really excited because a new series, new year, I may as well take it right back to the beginning almost because I get to welcome not only a great writer, but a great friend as well. And he was actually the first ever podcast guest I ever interviewed back in series one. Richard Eyre, welcome back, mate. Hello, how do you do? How are you doing, Chris? Oh, good. Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, you? good, good, good. Yes, absolutely fine. Yeah, bro. Sorry it's taken me so long to get back on. No, oh, it's, it's all right. Anytime. <laughs> 18 months, we've just been saying. So, you know, yeah. it just gives us time to to build up stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll try not to go too heavily down the coast. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that that is that was most of what's been happening. But you've been very busy. Wow. I can't wait to get into some of the stuff that you've been doing. Um, mainly this. I'll kick off. You know, last time we, we spoke, it was, I think, just before the release of... Uh, a life eternal so we were talking yeah. about that we now have this beauty to add to it as well shadow of the knife which i i can honestly say and i'm not just doing this because you're on and because you're a friend yes you are i'm not um <laughs> i found it really really difficult last especially last couple of years to get my head into a book um yeah there's so many that i picked up and put down again and and honestly this one i i struggled to put down it didn't oh, take me very long to read at all and that's not because it's it's an easy read or anything like that. It just really gripped me. So we will get into that. Um, but yeah, just sort of kind of sum up then. It was it was August 2020 that we last spoke. So it was a few months into the madness that was mm. COVID. You know, the world was a bit odd. It's changed a little bit since then. Um, what have you been up to, basically? Brings up to speed. Uh, not much, really. I mean, just got Shadow of the Knife done. Um, as far as writing, that's that's it really you know i haven't really done much else i mean a little bit um but apart from that just been sort of getting on and uh, as we were talking about before i became a granddad again so i've got three grandkids now yeah. so that was nice so personally it's been it's been good yeah. uh thankfully you know the the covid hasn't been striking anyone that i'm close to uh which is you know fingers crossed touch wood sort of thing and hope that stays the same but yeah, just I've just been getting on with, with life, really, you know, just work. It's been really busy at work. It's, um, I mean, uh, you know, it, working in a school mm. last year was, uh, you know, it was, it was up and down. I mean, you know, last this time last year, we went back to work for one day and then and then, yeah. And yeah. then we were all off again, you know, and, and working from home and, and doing all things yeah. on the computer, you know, sort of. Um, remote lessons and setting work and marking work and things from home so it's it's been really difficult and then getting back into work getting back into school it's all been about trying to catch up yeah you know the work that the, the these kids have missed you know the best part of it, nearly a year's worth of um you know not just for history which i teach but right across the board so it's it's been uh, you know it's not as I wouldn't say it's been ultra difficult, but it's been 
uh, hard work, sort of, you know, yeah. nose to the grindstone sort of thing. And that's what I've basically been concentrating on more than anything else, to be honest with that's you. That's fair enough. And I, I mean, I've got two seven-year-olds, as everyone knows, probably because I do keep mentioning them. Um, <laughs> and I know how disruptive it was last year. We've, we've just been, we've been talking about it's all Christmas, really. Um, just try as you do, summing up the year. And I think it's been hardest on them because, yeah, we had plans to, you know, make better of our lives like we normally do on January the 1st yeah. last year. And by January the 4th, it all fell to pieces because we knew the schools would close and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I think it does, it's affected our years. What what years is it that you teach? I teach year 7 to 11. So that's from 13 years old up to GCSE. It's, it's a fairly crucial time, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. If you're missing anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the year... 11s that i've got now they were in year nine when this wow. all started so yeah. literally two academic years have been you know yeah. two big chunks of their education have taken out of that yeah. um but we've just got to do what we've got to do you know we've yeah. just got to yeah. try I mean, and we... get them caught up best we can yeah yeah, at least there's, there's been, I think, uh, we felt when the schools closed last January, we noticed a difference in the year than this, um, the summer before because it was very much like, don't worry so much about how much you can get them to do because we were having to adapt to working from home. Yeah. Just keep them safe. By last yeah. year, it was very much like, get this work done. You need to make <laughs> yeah. it happen, sort of thing. Yeah. Like that, that Be was, a teacher. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, as I, well um, as your other job. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, it's, you know, I, I, I'm not a teacher, you know, I, I don't have the patience for it. So I can only imagine what it was like for you guys to have to do full days like I, that. I was, be I've to... been lucky, you know, me, yeah. me and Kath have been lucky. We haven't had the, any kids here. I mean, we've got friends who've got sort of children trying to work from home, trying to teach, you know, um, remote lessons mm. with two kids running around. You know, it's just, it must have been an absolute nightmare. It was, it was, um, in that respect, uh, that's one of the good things about being a bit older. <laughs> so we didn't have those, uh, didn't have the, didn't have to have, you know, other things to worry about. We'd get on with the job during yeah, the day. Yeah, fair enough. But, and, yeah, so that's been it. It's been a, a busy year, um, which has taken me eye off the right, to be honest with you, yeah. in a, a lot of respects, you know. Yeah, I mean, same here. I mean, I, st- I, I kind of created more work for myself last year when I could have been writing, obviously. Um, but I'm yeah. still finding it very difficult to get my head into it. So I was I was very, very pleased when you told me uh, last year that you were working on this story that became Shadow of the Knife. I was really yeah. looking forward to it. Let's just, before we go on to that, let's just, yeah. um, in, the, in the last time we spoke, I think it was, like I said, just before the release or around about the release time of, of Life Eternal, just, just sort of, you know, sum up what that was like, you know, because that was your, your first book out with uh with your new publisher sort of how, yeah how was that received and you know the having that book did that kind of spur your inspiration to write another one oh like, definitely definitely it was not really what uh what it turned out to be but mm. i think a life eternal was uh, you know i don't know about you but there's there's this thing in me which is that was the one that was the book that was the story mm. that i think I, I, I've been sort of leading up to, even though, you know, the prophecy books, the minstrel books are yeah. sort of horror. Yeah. Um, I think A Life Eternal was, so I think I would maybe because I'd been writing horror and, and sort of sci-fi with point of contact, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to write this idea of, of something. And I just, I sort of fell in love with that story and I still 
do. I think, I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not a person that sort of blow me on trumpet, but I think it is a good book. I think it's, it's yeah, a well-written yeah, yeah, yeah. story. Uh, and it, it, it is a story. It's got something to say other than what is in the story. It, it, to me, it talks about a lot of things about life really, you know, and about yeah. what, what, what is a life and what is a good life. And all, we've talked about this before. Mm. Um, so yeah, and it was it was great. And I found burning chair and the and the, and the you know I got a lot of um, help with it and re-editing with it and things like that. And and we've talked about this before as well. It's mm. it's hard to because you know oh, that's the way I've written it. And that's, <laughs> yeah. You know when you've self-published, you just yeah. pub publish. There you go. That's exactly. the way I, I'm happy with it. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's when you find all the mistakes. And that's mm. where you you sometimes look back. You know, with the hindsight of years. I mean, Minstrel's Bargain, I, if I had, I wouldn't write it like that now. Do you know I, what I mean? I yeah, think, I, I feel I think quite the same. Yeah. I, yeah. When, I, when I look back on the, on the Wildermore books, they're not my, by far not my best. They were the first yeah, ones. Um, but I, I've got a favourite, a bit like you, you know, I think The Necessary End is, is, yeah. is the peak for me. It's, it's yeah, where I had yeah. the most fun as well. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I, I, I mean, I said that to you, didn't I? The, uh, you know, you're, you're, and I think it applies to everybody. And I think you, you get all this, <clears throat> you all, you get all this advice, all that, or you certainly I read, you know, write every Stephen King on writing, you know, write every day, even if you know, but I don't do that. You know, I really don't do that. I, I tend to have chunks of time out yeah. and not write and then boom and really get into yeah. it. And I don't think that's the best way. I think that can lead to lots of revision and lots of, mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's that's a good um, bit of advice. No, a good bit of advice because I think that's the way that I tended to work as well, and I think that's possibly been my detriment as mm. a writer. I felt it's really good at the time because I have all these ideas and I just pull down, but then when I've yeah. finished it, I like I'm I'm void of anything. And I think that's yeah, really yeah, and sometimes and, and yeah. sometimes I often get a bit disheartened as well. You know, you just think, you know, with the life eternal, I thought this is this is a really good book. This is mm. the one, and it's it's sold okay. It hasn't done too bad, but yeah. you know. It's it's that want of some uh, response, yeah. you know. Uh, and I, I'm not knocking it. I, I, I have gotten some good response from that book, and 99% positive, you know. Yeah. Um, You're not going to please everyone, but then no, of course not. It's it's good. You know, you you don't want everyone who picks it up to just you know that's the most that's you, an impossible thing. You can't please yeah. you know every single person who picks a book up isn't going to enjoy it. No. And isn't going to get the same thing out of it. No. Um, then you know I've read some books. It, they, they picked it up for a different reason then, not necessarily because... Possibly, you or, know. you know, but I think sometimes the premise of a book appeals to us. And I, yeah. I pick it up and I'm thinking, oh, I just can't get into it. You know, I can't I can't get away with it. Or I think... Yeah. And you see some books on, on Amazon, you know, with thousands of, you know, reviews. And, mm. and you think, how did you get these reviews? Because I don't know about you, mate, but I... Last year, I spent a good chunk of time just writing, asking for reviews, you know, yeah. to reviewers. Not yeah. a thing back, not a sausage back, not even yeah. a no thanks, you know. Mm. And that's fine. They, they don't owe me anything, and you know, no, that's, that's yeah. cool. But yeah. I just, it makes me wonder sometimes what I'm doing. I, wrong. I, it's, I, I know some people, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not saying they're all like that, but some people yeah. at that level of reviews, yeah, there are certain ways they get them, and there's certain ways that I don't agree with. 
Well, I, I would much I'm rather not, have one or two that were genuine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm never going to go down a sort of a charlatan's route. We've got enough of them <laughs> in the country at the minute, haven't we? So, um, but yeah, no, it's it was just it's 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 just you know it's it's yeah. the way it is and it's life and there are millions and millions and millions and millions of books mm. out there on Amazon. It's so easy. I said this once before. It's in a in a interview, a written interview. It is sort of Amazon and is a a double edged sword because it is so easy mm. now to write a story, press publish, boom, yeah. you are a published author. Yeah. But um, the books get lost. There's, there's there do. are it's... millions, and unless you can yeah. raise raise your sort of um, What's the word I'm looking for? Sort of it's like you'll, a rise above the rest of them yeah. somehow. You're never going to get noticed. You know, you're very lucky. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think unless you are a a, a top name, you know, very yes. recognizable, people yeah, yeah, buy yeah. it just simply because your name's attached to it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You you can't aim to be on the top of the Amazon charts. It's just impossible. Yeah. You know, it is. It is. And it, to anyone who can, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. If it if it if you get it, God, it's you know i will always support anybody who's doing well mm. in the right you know yeah it's that's what you want for everybody but it's not going to happen every because it can't can it you know no so rolling on from um yeah from, from life eternal then when let's 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 talk about shadow of the knife and where the kernel of this idea first appeared was it was it did it come directly after life eternal or did you have it bubbling away in the background before what it's <laughs> what happened was Life Eternal had gone out, um, and I had been writing. I've still got this story started. I'd been writing a, another sort of a um, what do we call it? A speculative fiction type of thing, a little bit darker. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I, I, I'm hoping I will at some point get it finished. Okay. Um, but it's about two people who meet through strange circumstances and uh, things, strange things happen anyway. Mm. That's what I was thinking about doing. Yeah. And I was, you know, tippy-tapping away every now and again. I was, I was adding a, another few hundred words to it. It wasn't anything like, because when I am writing, I'm, yeah. you know, during the week when I'm at work, I make sure, I, once I get in, obviously not at work, yeah. if my bosses are watching, <laughs> um, you know, I do a thousand words. I'll do at least a thousand right. words every single day, and right. usually weekends I'm, um, I'll I'll do two or three thousand when I'm writing, and I you know of course for um, a life eternal and shadow of the knife, the draft was done I reckon in about three weeks, uh, wow. three months. Sorry, that's 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 yeah by that, my standards anyway. That's that's, that's yeah. It, well, it is by mine because it, it never used to take me that, but I just. Mm. I, I found the last couple of books. If I I, I just want to, I want to get it done. Mm. Um, but anyway, I hadn't done it. Life Eternal was out, um, and Pete and Sai got in touch with me and they said, "Look, have you got anything else uh, right. that you fancy that you'd be wanting to to get published?" I said, "I've haven't at the minute." I says, "I am working on something." Bloody 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 story. Um, but I said, I was sort of think, well, look, you know. I've got a book that I self-published myself called Point of Contact. It's because uh, they were they were looking towards. Uh, I think 
I, th I think they're, that it's not that they're erring towards this, but there, there is a, a strong uh, idea of sort of thriller okay. um, books. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, there's a fair few really good thriller writers as well mm. uh, published with them. As I've written, so I've read some really good stories. In fact, all of the books, Burn and Chair, have, have all been excellent ones that I've read. Um, but I said, anyway, I haven't got this. I said, what about this one? Have a look at that. And they said, all right, well, we'll, we'll get a copy of that. And we'll have a read of it. So they, they both did that. Then they, had a, they must have had a corn flab and they got back and they said, we like it, but we think it could be, we think you're writing a, a police procedural book really okay. well. Right. Uh, which is, if you've, you've read Point of Contact yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if nobody hasn't, it's, it, is, it does sort of start as a, as a, I don't know, police procedural mm. type of book, but it, it sort of goes into a speculative sci-fi type yeah. horror aspect as well um and at one point they were talking about well we'll, we'll we'll take it on but would you think about redoing it just as a pure um sort of police thriller type thing okay. and i thought and i thought about all of this thing i thought no i don't i don't want to do that i want to keep that I, I do like point of contact i, I still yeah. think that is a good written well-written story as well and yeah. it's fun you know it's it's yeah. daft yeah. Uh, and I thought, no, that, I don't. It's, it's, it is that. It's, it's the well, of course it is. People bursting into flames. You know, the whole concept <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, but if but, you've seen things like spontaneous combustion, the film, and that, you're used to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. That so I course. thought. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I thought, no, I'll, I'll not, I'll, I'll not do that. But then they got back and they said, well, look, I tell you what, we'll take it on because we do like it. Mm. Um, and so they took it on, did, did some, as they always do, the sort of went through the edit and cleaned it up, changed a few mistakes that I had made. Yeah. And, you know, one of them being the, uh, the name of um, the, the girl who was originally Louise in the, in the book that you've probably read, yeah. changed it to Ellie because the, main, the other main character is called Laura, that sort of thing. When you're, oh, okay. when you're doing it yourself, when you're just writing it, I didn't, yeah. and don't forget Point of Contact was an early doors book. It was written mm. originally about 20 odd years ago. Right, yeah. Um, so the, the cleanup took that on, and then uh, and they, and they kept, kept saying, "Yeah, you're really good at this. You should write a, a police thing." And I, and I said to them, "Look, I don't like that stuff. I'm not. No. I, I'm not a big crime, either either written fiction or even watching that. I'm not a big fan of what is it, the AC12 uh, line of duty." Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't watch any of them. Again. Yeah, I, you, I think. you know, yeah. my wife loves it, and everybody at work was banging on about. It, and I just <laughs> think, and I just think these things. It's always a detective, and they've always got some sort of personal problem in their life. They've either just yeah. divorced, or they've this yeah. has happened, or they've had a death, and the and they've got a. And I just think, no, it's it's just tired. It's and it's yeah. never interested me. Yeah. And then I had a thought, and a. a a couple of years ago, I had, and I still remember this, which is strange. I had this weird dream um, about 19th century London, and the body in it was Timothy Dalton. That was that was an evil okay. person in this in my dream, and it was. I think it's because I'd been watching um, Penny Dreadful. You know, oh, okay. did, yeah, yeah. I think that was where this dream came from. Okay, and then I thought, oh, that that's as good. It, this is this sort of dark Victorian rich. Um, person who's who's actually he's, he's really evil. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying Timothy Dalton is, but I was just saying this <laughs> this 
person Disclaimer, in the dream world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and so I was originally going to have it as a sort of a, a, a steampunk sci-fi time travel type okay. thing where Jack the Ripper was using a time machine to go two or three years into the past and future and kill people and things like that. Okay. That was wow. my idea. You can steal that. That was my idea. And, uh, but then they got, and I, so I got in touch and I said to them, well, tell you what, what about instead of a, because I love historical fiction. I, yeah. I, I would argue that I read more historical fiction than anything else, even horror or, or sci-fi or anything yeah. like that. Um, I read Bernard Cornwell and, and all the sharp, yeah. and, you know, the last kingdom books. And I, and I do love historical fiction. Mm. Um, I said, what about a historical crime? Mm fiction and that's what it was going to start as it's turned into more of a an action yeah. type thriller but there is that mystery element to it so that's how it all came about and i said look i'll get on with it and again three months and i got the basic um story out tidied it up you know as best i could and then i sent it off and said look we like this this is great but again the editing process started we don't like this but that's that needs to come out. This needs to change. And so it, you, you got that back and forth. Yeah. Um, and out of that, and that, strange, another strange thing about this book, all my books before, the title has come first. Okay, yeah. You know, A Life Eternal was originally passing it along. Yeah. And you know why that's called that, yes. uh, if yeah. you've read the book. Yeah. Um, and they changed it to A Life Eternal because they was thinking, yeah, the title is good and it has got a lot to do with the book. But it's it's too ambiguous. You need you, you probably it needs to be no. It wouldn't make sense until you. Yes. That yeah. 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 Um. And so I didn't have a name for this. That's the, this is the first story. Even when I was writing it, it was just it was I provisionally called a jigsaw. You know, mm. based on one of the characters in the books. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then. And Cy was saying, yeah, well, you, you know, there's Jigsaw, there's all the films, and yeah. there's actually a few other books called Jigsaw. But actually, since it's been published, I've seen there's another couple of books called Shadow of the Knife. You can't do anything original. You can't. Title-wise. You can't. I found someone with a necessary end for sale. Yeah. And had a bestseller label slapped all over it. I was like, <laughs> mine don't get that. But there we go. Never mind. <laughs> Neither do mine, mate. Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah. That's yeah, so that's that. God, sorry. I was going to say that's brilliant because I, I, I mean, it's it's very evident that that you've got a very supportive and encouraging publisher behind you. You know, for them to come to you, and you know, there are those around. Unfortunately, I have experienced them where they take one book on and that's it. You probably, unless yeah. you've got anything to go to them with, you're probably lucky if you hear from them again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, they they're actually trying to get more out of you. Yeah, they have. I mean, honest, they are getting bigger you know mm. and so i've 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 noticed that the the to and fro hasn't been quite as often as no. it was but that yeah. you can't help that they've, they've got like an extra i think there's been another four or five authors being signed on so oh. they've, they've got a lot of work to do and you can't expect to no. to get this all the all the time i know they are working behind the scenes mm. uh but it's it's just that they don't seem to have the time to no always tell us what's going on you know they'll come i'll get an email suddenly saying uh you know for like a life eternal we've got a book bub deal and that's the first time it was on book bub you know which is quite oh, a big yeah. deal if, if you're yeah. an author yeah um okay. so they shoved it on 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 there you know uh so i know they're doing stuff but 
I will show it again. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's a really beautiful looking book as well. You know, it's cool, judge, isn't it? I loved yeah. it. Loved the don't, title when we saw it. Don't yeah, judge, sorry, the, uh, the cover. cover. Don't judge a book by its cover. I always say that, but <laughs> I always do because everyone does. Of course you do. And you know, I think it's it. I've I still see some float by in some of these groups that I'm in, and and you know, people are with publishers and what they have produced not being funny. You know, you can probably. It looks like they've been put together with Microsoft Paint or something. Well, a lot, I think a lot of them are sort of um, pre, pre-done sort of covers, you know. Yeah. And yeah. this that sort of thing is sort of like that, I think. But there's it's made up of different elements. It's yeah, not just but one. That's, it's very. That's it's a wrote. you know, you know, they're a professional company. It's a very professional looking book. It's it's a great thing to say. That I think it, I like it as well. I like I love the cover of a Life Eternal as well. Yeah. I thought it was it was understated and just yeah. Uh, and, and sort of put the point across nicely just the clock you know i mean that's yeah that's that whole book is about time isn't it that's what it's about yeah. so yeah that was beautiful but yeah. without giving too much away then because we've built it All right up. we've kind yeah. of we've discussed it we've discussed how it's come about so just yeah in a nutshell just give us a flavor of what the story's about in a nutshell right so it this is a there's no sci-fi or horror or anything like this in the respect of it is a it's a pure historical crime thriller uh, and it basically it takes place in 1890, two years after the the Jack the Ripper murders, um, and a body is discovered on the on the second anniversary, so the 31st of August 1890, a body is discovered of a woman, this prostitute in uh, Bucks Row, which is the anniversary of the first um, the discovery of Polly Nichols's body body in uh, in Bucks Row. So anyway. <laughs> The a detective from uh, Lehman Street Station, CID detective, is called in, and he, for a, a, a sort of a bit of a convoluted reason, he calls on the help of a, a, a sort of a surgeon who works. Uh, he's a he's a doctor, uh, who, but part time he's a criminologist, and he's he's uh, he works into. Uh, you know, fight, f- unlocking the the secrets of uh, of killers' brains and why they do things and what they might do next and things like that. So the two of these guys, and they're from very different backgrounds. The detective Handy is from the gutters; he's from the absolute slums, and just by luck, he ends up being brought up, um, you know, and ending up being a policeman. Uh, the other guy. Uh, Carter Jackson, he's called Dr. Jackson. He's called his name Jigsaw Jackson. That's why I was going to call the book Jigsaw. He's, the people of the East End have, have nicknamed him Jigsaw because he's an orthopedic surgeon and he, and he sort of yeah. puts people's bones back together. Anyway, the story is the two of them. Basically, another body is discovered and, and the whole story becomes a race against time to find out who was killing these, these women and, uh, and to stop them. And that's basically what the whole story is all about. And it's it 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 basically it's it's about the the difference. There's a, there's a lot of it about the difference, but what differences differences between men and women in Victorian Britain, mm. differences between the rich and the poor in Victorian uh, Britain as well. Mm. Um, and I quite like it. I quite I love the characters. I like the characters yeah. that I've created, and I hope to to do another story with that's that there you go it's one of my later questions yeah oh, sorry. i was gonna say no no it's fine it's fine you know if, if, i never stick to a show <laughs> um but yeah I, I i would love to know that you know this it could be a standalone one that's one thing i yeah. say about it you could kind of 
make up for your for your own imagination what happens next or that yeah. could breed a series of, of, of yeah. sorts out of this you know you i don't know i don't know I've, yeah you s- i don't know how far i could go with that because i know by the end of the third minstrel book mm. um i was really sick of writing yeah about minstrel and yeah. phil sturgis yeah uh but I've talked to you about this before, you know, there's sometimes when I think I would love to bring Minstrel back a little bit. Yeah. So I think these books, I certainly will do a sequel. I want to do a sequel. Mm. I've already written a couple of chapters of, and okay. I've got an idea. I know what the, I know what the story is going to be awesome. uh, with Handy and, and, um, and Jarman, mm. Jigsaw Jarman. We changed his name from Jackson to Jarman. That was another change. And I, I keep in my mind, he's still <laughs> Jigsaw Jackson, but it, it, it was Jigsaw Jarman. So yeah, that that's one thing I will do. It's some hopefully, you know, at some point this this year I'll get that done. The one thing I will say about this now, there's 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 two, um, obviously Jack the Ripper. Everybody, yeah, and the doll probably knows the history of it or you know, has has heard something of it. Yeah. Um, I've I've read um, another book, um, Chuck Chapman, who I interviewed in the first series as well. Right, um, did a uh, a book about. Um, the Charles Manson murders. And I think they are two ah, right. really high profile yeah. characters and murder cases. That, what I love about both books, yours and his, is that you take a different spin on it. Yours doesn't aim to answer the question of who no. is Jack the Ripper or try to retell what happened. This is based, like yeah. say, afterwards. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just talk about the inspiration behind the events in your book. Is it rooted in in is there some kind of reality in there or, or is it largely sort of your, your imagination? Imagination. I mean, I, you know, I, I was worried about writing this, but I'm, I'm a historian, you know, I'm a history mm. teacher, but I've never, I've, apart from sort of teaching at key stage three about the industrial revolution and the, and the, 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 the conditions in the East end of, of places like the East end of London, mm. I'm not an expert by any, any means at all. And I'm not, a, and there are so many experts on Jack the Ripper. So many people yeah. know so much about it. Mm. And I thought if I'm going to write a story about Jack the Ripper, somebody will tear it apart because, and mm. rightly so, yeah. there will be, there will be mistakes in it. Um, and that's why I did the historical, <laughs> historic note at the end where I yeah. said, if there's any mistakes, <laughs> we'll just call it artistic license, you know? <laughs> um, and that's why I set it slightly after. Yeah. I wanted it. I wanted a, I wanted that world of Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But I wanted a, I didn't want Jack the Ripper. You know that that who was so infamous, as you yeah. know. You know, as you as you've said, everybody yeah. knows some. The, all the kids. There's two people when the Air Sevens come into into school. They've heard of Hitler, and they've heard of Jack the Ripper. Yeah. You know, yeah. these two horrible people. Yeah. Um, so. So the yeah, so the inspiration was is I wanted to write a historic book, and honestly, it was lockdown, you know, as well, so you couldn't really do any proper research. So it was a lot of uh, internet research, yeah. sort of married to what I already knew. So I had some ideas of where to go with things and what I wanted to put across. Yeah. What I wanted to put across was just how horrific those streets must have been, yeah, um, and just how bad. And it's you know, it's what 130 years ago. It's crazy how how close in time it yeah. is, but how how just so different, different life was, how cheap life was, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, and I've always had a bit of an interest in Victorian Britain, just a, a yeah. passing interest. Or just a, I've always liked looking at Victorian, you know, images and and mm. 
I sometimes sit on you, and I did it a lot when I was writing this book, was, you know, YouTube, they've got these um, old footage from, you know, 1900 London or yeah, something, yeah. but they've colorized it. So, and honestly, I sat for hours watching this. I just find it fascinating, all the, ho the horses. And I didn't find out until after I'd written this book, they actually had like multi-story car parks for the horses to, <laughs> you know, stables okay. for all the horses or taxis wow. and things like that. Crazy. That. That's amazing. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. One of the um, one of the challenges I, I think, you know, behind one of the great things that you've done with writing one that almost goes loosely tied in, but it's your own story, is if yeah. you were trying to do a retelling of something like this, how do you stand out? Yeah, uh, amongst exactly. Else? At least your book, yeah. you know, it is it's it, that's that's part of the reason, apart from the fact that I love your writing anyway, it's part of the reason why I, I couldn't put this book down is because I almost wanted to see there was this thread of jack the ripper yeah running through it because there were these similarities in that but you almost wanted to know who it was and what was going to happen how it's going to turn out yeah and i put in my review um when i when i it's one of the few times that i've had to go out and write a review straight away when i finished the book and i've i put one of my favorite lines that you've put in there is actually at the end yeah that's really just shows the strength of this is that right up to the end you are coming out with some fantastic writing and there's moments I won't say what it is, yeah. you know, but there's a moment in there where you almost, you know, it's towards the end of the book and you're like, you cannot do that. <laughs> you, know, you can't. I know what you're talking about. You, 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 know, you need to tell us more. Yeah, um, yeah. But you've given us a reason to, to want another one, which, yeah, job done. So. Well, that was the sort of point. It, it wasn't the point that it, it was, you know, because the characters end up as different people at the end, mm. I, I think. Um, and I did, and I, I already had it in my head, this idea for another story with these yeah. characters. Mm. Um, and so I thought, I will, I'll do it like that. Now, I do want to, uh, it's, like I say, at some point, I will get back into it. I've written the first couple of chapters, cool. and it's, uh, it's break net right, right from the start. It's all action right from oh, the really? start. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this, the second book, I'm hoping it's going to be a bit more, not spread out over a few weeks, but literally a day or okay. a couple of days, something yeah. like that, much more sort of fast paced. Yeah, I'm reading um, at the moment exactly like that. And yeah, again, same thing. I, I I cannot step away from it for too long yeah. because it is it's so pacey. Yeah, it's, yeah. Got to, it's got to be relentless. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, so I've got to ask as a writer to a writer, because I'm intrigued when ideas come to me as well for characters. Um, the, the main characters or any characters in this, were they anyone in there inspired by someone you know or, you know, someone you've heard about? No, no. no. I think I think Handy is inspired by, you know what, you're too young for this, but you're, I think Handy is inspired by uh, Jack Regan off the Sweeney, the old Sweeney okay. thing yeah, from no, the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this, I, I was in, I was, I was quite, in, I was intrigued when I started, you know, investigating, when I started researching uh, the history of the, the Metropolitan Police, I such an interesting history of the Met, mm. you know, and what those coppers had to do and the yeah. shifts they worked and, and all of this. And I thought they must have been hard as nails, these guys, you know, mm. patrolling these streets by themselves with a whistle to, yeah. you know, contact somebody <laughs> else. Um, without, you know, without, 
weapon, you know, without a gun yeah, or anything say they, like they that. Got it, they got it easy now, really, haven't they? <laughs> I wouldn't say they've got it easy at all. I wouldn't easier, fancy it. But, easier, but yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, so I think Handy, who actually, it's strange how things happen. Isn't it? Handy was always going to be a secondary character. It was always going to be uh, Carter Jarman, who was the main protagonist yeah. in the book, you know, and the book was going to be about him. Yeah, probably why I started out calling it Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. but it, as I wrote Handy, he seemed to think, "No, you're not going to make me a secondary character. I'm going to be <laughs> just as important." And that's what I. Another thing I like about this is the two characters. It's both of them. It's both of them together. It's not one or the other. Um, you know, they've both got the problems and they both got the backstories and things. Um, but they're they're as strong as each other. And I think you could write a standalone just with. With, with Handy, you could write yeah. a standalone just with with Jack Jarman, yeah. and but I think the the work together, the, the the like I say, they're two totally different characters, but they're alleged together. For the first time, this book didn't really have anybody that I know. Most of my book, my mate Darren, who uh, is reads all my books, and he's always saying, right, that that character is such and such that we because <laughs> I've known him, you know, I've known him since yeah, we were yeah. kids. And I'll go, yeah. And that character is that character, and that character is, and I'll say, oh, it probably is actually. Um, but I thought if I'm writing a story about, you know, 19th century London, yeah. that's that's I that's so far away from my yeah. background, which, which is unreal. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I had to, obviously I had to stick somebody from the northeast in, so I made Camudgeon from uh, from Newbiggin, just which is just a, a coastal yeah, yeah. town just up the yeah, up the yeah. road a bit. Why not? Because uh, I kind of have a book without a Geordie in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Did you find this more fun then when you when you're you're having to set it somewhere completely and a time completely different? Do you feel that you got a little bit more freedom, ironically? If anything, that's actually the other way around okay. because you have to get the the street names right, and to do that, you need to get the it's getting the historical things correct. Yeah, uh, which is problematic because that contains yeah. what you can do. You know, you can't just suddenly say, you know, they jumped in a Ford Focus <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> you know. But obviously, at the same time, it is a work of fiction. You've got yeah. you've got to have, a, uh, you know, there's a factory in the book that's got a steam engine. That would never have been true in real life. Mm. And that's why I put it in the, in the historic note. You know, yeah. I'm just saying, look, I know this is wrong. And I know it's it's layman like know. me who doesn't really know much about that time that complete. But there's always somebody who does. Yeah. This is the thing with the his, yeah. with the historical novel. And if I'm reading a historical novel, and if things are too far, hmm. and I've seen books where people are no, they weren't even alive at this time, you know. And I'll just yeah. no, I'm not even reading that. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't. I knew I would make mistakes. Hmm. I think that is writing something from 140 years ago the streets don't even exist anymore. Half the streets' mm. names have changed. Or, or, and this, obviously, London, this, the city of London, has completely changed over those years. Yeah. Uh, partly thanks to Hitler, <laughs> which <laughs> destroyed a lot of it. But um, I, got a re I had a review the other day, and it was one of the first times where I had to stop myself from replying to it. Right. And it wasn't anything nasty. She actually gave me a nice... She said that she loved the book. It was a good book, and, mm. and she liked the story. But she, she took umbrage at the fact that I said that uh, Jarman was drinking coffee. And, you know, the, yeah. the reviewer said, 
well, there wouldn't there would be drinking tea. And I thought, well, have you ever read any Sherlock Holmes, you know, which was written in the 1890s and yeah, 80s, yeah. that Sherlock's drinking coffee all the time. You know, yeah, of course yeah. they drank coffee. Yeah. Um, but there are, the same review, I did say something which struck a chord and they said that the prostitutes would be illiterate where there is a one of the parts of the story where mm. they have to read something. It's not a big thing that they have yeah. to read. Yeah. Um, but I, ha- I mean, I had and I, you know, there were educational um, acts that had come out mm. as far back as 1870, so 20 years before this. Right. There were ad- educational acts which made child- all children had to go to school at least until the age of 10. Right. Um, I think it was something like 80% of kids never attended, you know, right. because they were always up the chimneys or down the pit yeah. or something like that. Um, so I'll give her that. Yeah. I'll give her that one. That was the other one. Oh, no, I'll not tell about what the other one was because it's sort of central to the plot. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it's not, that's not a problem. Everybody has got their own opinions. Um, yeah. But sometimes I'm wrong and I'm more than willing to admit when I am wrong, yeah. but I'm not wrong about the coffee. The did drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Stay firm with that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you know, I, I, I would love to write something historical. I, I love history just for my own. Yeah, love I know it. you do. Yeah, you know, certain certain parts and whatever, certain certain times. But just for that reason, I think I I would be worried that I couldn't put in enough research and I'd leave myself wide open. Yeah, um, you know. It, you it happens, can, another problem is you you can't write as if the book was written in Victorian no, times. No. Do you know what I mean? It's got yeah. it's got to be modern. Yeah. It has to be a modern twist on a, on history. Mm. I, yeah. For me, it's Bernard Cornwell. I mean, he freely admits this isn't a history book. You know, yeah. he has real events. Yeah. He, and he, he will, f- but he's, he's done it with the sharp books a lot. And he says at the end, I've, I've moved that battle to here, a different date, oh, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. he's writing fiction and he's yeah. writing adventure fiction set in the past. And I think that's what, uh, that's basically what Shadow of the Knife is. It's it's crime adventure <clears throat> Yeah. fiction set in the past yeah um i try to get as much right as i possibly could I, with the you know with the internet yeah and darren as well me mate darren who, who is in who, he's sort of interested in um jack the Ripper and stuff and he, he had some old maps of london and the east end which are I, I sort of plotted and i just made you know i looked at these streets and i thought well that could be where the run down there and you yeah, know yeah. Uh, and that was quite fun that's cool Cool. Having a sort of a map. Yeah, it's kind of I I suppose gives you even just the point of giving you street names to to refer to, you know, rather than yeah. to sort of sit and make them up for yourself. Yeah. Because um, you can't just use modern maps because like I say, a lot of the streets mm. had changed. I mean, there's uh, there's one of the streets mentioned in the book, which is Myrtle Street, M-Y-R-D-L-E. It's now changed, I think that's changed to Myrtle Street. It's the change okay. the the and other ones have completely Changed. changed completely yeah. or disappeared you know they don't even exist anymore yeah um, a lot of these back sort of lanes and back alleys and just totally gone and there's just be one one road going through it um and it, the white chapel road it's the a something 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 you know yeah on a, on a modern map it doesn't actually say white chapel road right. although white chapel road obviously still exists yeah yeah uh, but there you go there it's, you go you can't get it all right you know but... no you can't but you, you know, it's a, it's a sterling. I would say anyway, you know, from someone who, who hates 
research for a book when I'm writing one it's the one thing that slows me down I think you know the, the attention to detail in this that I can see again from the historical section at the back you know it's, yeah is is marvelous really what you've gone through good I've tried my best right, so. yeah like I yeah. say I'm bound to have made mistakes it's it's my first historical you know fiction did, so did did you okay I'll put you on the spot then now did you enjoy this as much as, as going back to your horror stuff that we sort of you know met each other over I at the at going fits and starts. Um, I sort of I'm at the minute I'm not into horror much. Mm. Um, I'm into science fiction and stuff at the minute. In fact, I'm into old school science fiction. I'm I'm reading um, uh, the Day of the Triffids again at oh, the really? moment. Okay. Yeah, one of awesome. me. Yeah, John Wyndham is one of my all-time favourites, and I, I've decided I'm going to go back through his his, his things. Okay. And Day of the Triffids, I think, is it's just got everything. It's, it's just a fantastic, you know. Yeah, I haven't read fantastic. Book, oh man, it's it's crazy. It's it's yeah. such a good book. Um, but I still like I still like a horror book. I mm. still like reading a horror book, and I'm not. There's no way I'm saying I would never go back and write horror again because mm. I. I probably will at some point. I actually like writing horror short stories. You know, yeah. the anthologies. I quite like short stories are really good for a quick, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, bit of horror bite. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm. I don't rule anything out. You know, who knows what uh, what, the future what I'll is. get up to. Yeah. I might bring minstrel back at some point. You know. Well, again, let's let's flip to that. That I had to ask the question. You know, where is he? <laughs> is he coming back who you know, knows there, Flo- he might be just there's a lot of this you know so yeah i know i know <laughs> and i do as well uh he's such he's actually he's not purely evil is he i mean in the last book i think i sort of tried to give him some uh reason for this yeah this yeah. hatred that he has for everything yeah. but uh, i do like the character I, I like the idea of that victim becoming yeah. a perpetrator and using and the you know because he's a victim has turned him into yeah what he becomes you know with yeah. with obviously with supernatural powers in his mm. his uh case yeah. but um and i like the way just he's not going to stand it from not even the not even the devil itself is no. going to get in his way you know what i mean <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's, got he's so there. conceited yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I have you uh, if you had enough of it, not enough, you know, obviously because you, you're saying there's no plans at the moment. You're not working on anything to do with minstrel, but do you feel like you've had have enough of an absence that it could rekindle your possibly? Your possibly. I mean, I would, you know, we were talking about getting the trigger jack in um, yeah in minstrel, and I I don't know at the moment. Uh, my head's not in that space. My head is. Um, more sort of thrillery, okay. maybe historical, but I, I do want to go back. I like that speculative side. Mm. I think that's, I think that's where I sit. If if, because it was funny. Um, one of the other authors at um, at Burnetshire, Fee Phillips, she did some interviews with all the authors and she interviewed yeah. me and she, and she sort of introduced the, it was just a written interview, hmm. uh, but it's multi multi-genre writer. I thought, Oh, there's a funny thing. I'm a multi-genre writer. Yeah. Is that right now? I thought, well, I've written horror, sci-fi, <clears throat> speculative, 
and now historical fiction, I suppose, yeah. But one of my favourite writers is um, Robert Harris, and I think he's a multi-genre writer. Yeah. He, he writes, you know, speculative fiction like Fatherland. Mm-hmm. He's written historical fiction. He wrote a great book called Pompeii, which was all about yeah. the, uh, you know, the Pompeii explosion in, in, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, in Rome, in Italy. Mm. Uh, and he's written historical things about World War II, you mm. know, and, and then he's written things like uh, the Fear Index. Have you read the Fear Index? That's really good. No. Okay. That's okay. all about sort of artificial intelligence and things like that. It's, okay. it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's not um, something that you really set out to, to you know, you're going to sit and write, my next one's going to be in nah. this genre. You know, well, I did with this one mm. because, you know, I'd said to, to, uh, to Pete and Cy Bernard Chair, what about a historical yeah. crime thriller? Yeah. So I, I set out to, to do that, but I was a bit nervous because I've never, as I said, I've never written anything, mm. a, a full-length novel, without some form of and I, I'll tell you what I like about speculative or sci-fi is you can think oh well how am I go- how's he going to get out of this ah well he'll fly out the window so you know because <laughs> you can make something yeah. up you can't yeah. do that if it's sort of grounded in real no. life no no that, you know? I would say that's something I I've struggled with in the past because I really did want to write something that's really I wouldn't say my you know there's nothing comical about my books necessarily. They are quite serious, but I wanted to write something that was rooted in reality. Yeah. But there's always something in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, wouldn't that be good? I can't shake yeah. it. So I'm like, I know. Oh, I know. It's just got to go that way now because I can't yeah. really chase that idea away. But, I um, think you've just, you know, the me and you and every writer at some point has to think, well, I don't want to be, I've decided, I think, I don't want to be confined by genre. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to be known as, you know, or I, well, I wouldn't mind to be known as any sort of author, but, yeah. you know, but Richard, a horror author or science fiction. Yeah. Publishers do tend to, and I'm not talking about Bernard Jay, I'm talking about in general that, mm. you know, advertisers, publishers like to pigeonhole people. Look at Stephen King. I mean, horror writer, horror author Stephen King, but he's yeah. not just a horror author. He's written lots of yeah, different types of, of stories and different types of yeah. uh, books. You know, he's written sci-fi. He's written uh, things like the Green Mile. I was going to say uh, Green Mile. I've never read it. Never watched it. Uh, I, even I know that's not rooted in horror. So it's, no, it's know. it's although it is speculative in a way. Mm-hmm. But then he's written things. I mean, the short story uh, that uh, Rita here within the Shawshank Redemption, which became the film, mm-hmm. isn't. That's not a. Um, that's not a. No. Any speculativeness in that at all, or or horror, human horror, I suppose. But uh, yeah. so yeah, just just I, author. That's just you know, that's just the aim, isn't it? You write stories, yeah. and just yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what what it is, you know. And I think I've I've come to the conclusion. I've come to the point where I've realised I'm. It's probably not going to happen. Not to a massive degree. I'm. I'm not going to. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying, well, war is me, feel sorry for it. I'm just saying, I've sort of realized that I'm, I am knocking on a bit now. I'm just, I'm going to write if I want to write. And if yeah. I want to write something, I'll write something. And if yeah. Bernard Chair want to take it on, great. If they don't, then I might think I'll, I'll not do anything with it or I might change it. You know, um, I, I'm too, I'm, I haven't got the time. Mm. Going back to what we were talking about earlier on, I haven't got the time to spend 
hours marketing myself. No. And I don't know what to do. I've, no. I've, God knows I've tried. I've looked at, you have to do this, you have to do that. Oh, look at the success I had on these. And there are so many shysters out there who will yeah. try and take yeah. your money off you. Exactly. That I've, yeah. I've now just gone, you know, I'm not going to listen to anybody. I'm, I'm just going to write if I want to write. Yeah. I will try and plug it as best I can. Yeah. Um, I but I'm not going to worry about I it. I felt guilty about that. That's the one thing I think that made me fall out of it a couple of years ago uh-huh. as well as you know, COVID and everything like that is I, I, I thought if I can't dedicate enough, I'm, I'm spending six months writing a book. I can't market it enough to get people to read it, you know, enough people yeah. to read it. Is it yeah. really worth it for me? Um, and then another local author down here, I saw a post he put out a few weeks ago, which, which really sort of hooked me back in because he admitted the same. And he said, I, I gave up trying to market. You know, mm-hmm. I write, I put books out there. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least it's not me, just me, you know. Oh, it's not just you. It's me. Um, it's, I would say it's probably 80%. Yeah. Of everybody who writes. Yeah. There is a small percentage of people who actually know what they're doing mm. and, and do it well. Yeah. And if you want to make it into a business, I think you have to do that. Yeah. Um, but I've, I, you know, it would be lovely, wouldn't it, if it was like the olden days where you were a well-known author, you write a book once a year, yeah. your publisher does it, you've got all these marketing agents to take it and sell it, and you just yeah. turn up and do the book signings. That would be lovely, but the world's not like that anymore. No. I suppose it is for some writers. Well, you know. I, what I, what's real, my, my real bugbear at the moment is celebrities who, go, who write novels. Oh. Um, Don't some of them may be there. brilliant, but the ones that I've read, especially the ones who will remain nameless at the moment, yeah, who've moved into children's writing. Mm. I, I've read their books. I can't stand them because they are they. I, I don't enjoy them. And I'm like, no. you've got to the top of the charts. You got well because of who you are. Your name. Exactly. Um, yeah. And you know that pushes the real the, the writers who are doing it because yeah. it's their love of it and that who are I know. Really good at it. That, I know get pushed down but you know that's, that's hey, no I, I i agree with you it does it's one of the things that really annoys me mm. and like you say I'm, I'm not saying that that i'm sure they're very very good mm. but the, they have had that extra thing because of their yeah. name yeah they're going to get an agent they're going to get a exactly and they're going to get sales you know what happened you know what happened yesterday Go on. i got a, um just talking about agents i got a um I got a rejection, a short story, a little children's short story, a little um, Ryman short story that I'd sent off November 2020. And they've (laughs) just, I got the rejection yesterday. So what was that? uh, January the 1st, 2022. Wow. So they must have been, I'm in an iron. There must have been, there must have been. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It must have been lying on the floor underneath the. Oh, I think it's no. probably all just got back after COVID. Maybe. Uh, is that is that a genre that you you would you would like to um, pursue a bit further? Children's. Books? I would. I've tried to write a children's story, and I'm not uh, at the minute. I'm not very good at it. What I what I, I think I'm okay at is doing little rhyming because mm. used to. And the thing I sent off, I wrote for my daughters. You know, I wrote for yeah. them wow. when they were little. Okay. Um, and I wrote these daft little rhyming stories. Mm. Uh, and I do like I like making a little story uh, and, and making it rhyme and things like that but apparently that doesn't really sell because you can't 
it doesn't translate well into other languages and things like that. Uh, okay. I can't I can't draw either. Uh, which yeah, so you would need a you need an artist to to do it properly. It's, 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 yeah, it's not cheap. It's well, I mean, you've done it, haven't you? So. Yeah. Um, again, it wasn't. Completely you had Anita Harris reading yours. I know that's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still that's still cool. Up How and, cool uh, is that? And and Chris Jarvis, you know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm really grateful that they've they've each had that kind of treatment. It wasn't cost free to myself, I will say. Yeah. Um, you know, it, well, I I would love to be at the point. I keep getting asked when you did another one that like, I, I simply can't, yeah. you know, make that commitment, yeah. you know, kind of commitment anymore to it. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm 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 really proud of what. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, I can hang my hat on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Brilliant. so before we sort of start to wrap up, unfortunately, I yeah. see what the time is. Um, so you you've touched on it a little bit. Let's let's find out what lies ahead. What does twenty twenty two have in store for yourself? Right. Well, hopefully. Uh, well, I've stopped looking ahead. You do. I mean, COVID <laughs> is sort of thing. Oh, live! Anything, anything like can I, happen in the I next like half I've been hour. Stop still for two years. So oh, tell us else. about it. Uh, I'm hoping at some point in this year I'll get the love back and I'll start writing. I'll finish this sequel. Hmm. So I think that's the first thing. Yeah. I want to finish that. Um, and hopefully, Burn and Shell take it on. You know, if they, if they, if they enjoy it. Yeah. Apart from that, I, th- I mean, I'm, I don't know about you, but I have ideas all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, and I've yeah. got about three different things. Yeah. Excuse me. Three different things started. Yeah. You know, and I'll, oh, this is great. And then I'll just, uh, and I'll just yeah. lose the, the energy morning. for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll sometimes, and I've just now just remembered I had a wonderful idea this morning waking up and it's now it's gone. I need to, I need to get a bit yeah. of paper and a pad beside or a pen beside my bed. Because I'll often wake up with a really good idea, yeah. a generalized thing, yeah. but then it'll it'll be gone. It'll go but that's now because yeah. this real life gets in the way. Just real life gets in the way of everything, you know. It does. It does. Um, but I promise you, I will. Uh, I'll get this this sequel done at some point this cool. year, and okay. hopefully, Burn and Shell take it on. You know. Awesome. Well, so I've, I've okay. been a bit. I've been a bit the same. I'm not. I'm not pelting with you know large scale goals this year i think i'm no. beyond that now i want to set yeah. myself something achievable i've got a few things in the part in in the, in the you know going around my brain which i'll talk to you off yeah there, i don't want to put too many ideas out there no no um but i i think i talked to a lot of people they're about the same they're they're you know this year i think after everything that's happened they're like they want to they don't want to set themselves up no to fail but you don't want to set themselves up to be overwhelmed by too much. Let's let's no, focus. On absolutely not. Things, you know? And I know work-wise, I'm going to be really busy this year as well. So, yeah. you know, I'm hoping, I'm saying I'll get this sequel done. I hope I do. But if if me if the job that pays me mortgage exactly. is needs, yeah. I've got to put the effort into that. You know what I mean? Precisely. Yeah. Um, well, but I would, I would like to get another book done with, with these characters because I do like them. And yeah. uh, let's well, see how, where it goes from there. You know, I'm sure all the readers who everyone who's read this book will be will be awaiting that one so uh so no pressure but oh know. yeah okay <laughs> you know, we're, we're waiting so no, yeah yeah brilliant so before i let you go just um like yeah. i normally do uh, where can people find where can people find the book firstly and where can people find you to keep people can find me at uh richardairauthor.com that's my website um and there is a um there's a little uh 
contact uh, page. So if you want to get in contact, if you want to just tell me you actually you liked one of my books once, <laughs> that would be lovely. It'll make me feel like it's not all worthless. Um, the book is for, I mean, obviously the book is available from Amazon, but it's also available on a wide, wide range of platforms. It's, you can buy it from Burning Chair. Uh, they've got their own shop. Uh, so you can buy the paperback from burningchair.com. Um, but it's also available at um, Barnes and Noble. It's available in, uh, on WH Smith's um, website. It is available at, uh, where else is it available? Walmart, apparently. Oh, okay. uh, all sorts, anywhere you can buy a, a book, okay. you can buy it there. Apart okay. from, obviously, Waterstones or anything. I think it is on the, the website, well, but not, yeah. not obviously, not in the front window not in yet. Newcastle. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Unless not I yet. pour your brick through the window and then put it in there. That'll, <laughs> that'll be the only way it gets Hey, there. you know what? Foot traffic. Might be worth a prison sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say that. Yeah, yeah. Richard, thank you so much, firstly, for your time for coming on again. Oh, thank man. You. Well, thanks for asking me again. No, I thought you'd have been sick of us the last time. No, no, not at all. <laughs> you know, it was actually, um, you know, in terms of, you know, views and, and listens and that, yours is still one of my most listened to episodes across all, all right, podcasts. Cool. So, um, you know, it's a pleasure to have I think people can't believe they're going, what's that? What's that ugly <laughs> bugger? Yeah. Hey, whatever gets them in. You know, it's all good. It's all good. It'll um, be your nose. It'll be your nose. Oh, yeah, my nose. Your, yeah. For yeah, that'll, that, that'll be what been, it'll... Uh, yeah, yeah. May, may, if, you, if you are wondering for the next sort of two or three episodes, if I do look like this, my wee bin did this to me. I haven't been in a fight. I wish I had some <laughs> kind of fascinating story to go along with it. Um, but no, thank you for such a, such a great book. Again, uh, thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's been no. great. And uh, all the best with everything. Obviously, you know, we keep in touch anyway, but yeah, you know, yeah. All, the, all the best for whatever this year brings. And you never yeah, know, and you. 18 months time, I'll have you back on. <laughs> okay, mate. And happy new year as well. Dude. And you, mate. And you. Yeah. Thanks very much, Chris. No worries. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Paul. <laughs>